Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What's up, Kinfo? Welcome back to the number one ranked show. I am your host, RJ Young. Thank you for watching on YouTube or the Fox Sports app or listening wherever you consume your podcast. Today... We have two interviews on deck for you. The first one is with former Iowa State running back and unanimous All-American, Brees Hall. I speak with Brees about just how he ended up at Iowa State, knowing that his stepfather was a tailback at Nebraska, and he's kind of rooting for Nebraska growing up until Matt Campbell makes him the kind of offer that he cannot refuse. He shows up to Iowa State, and he shows out. He was one of my winners in the NFL Draft Combine, and he could be the first running back taken off the board, perhaps even a first-round draft pick. The next interview on deck is with Notre Dame running back Kyron Williams, who decided to come out early after an outstanding 2020 and 2021 season. You'll remember he helped lead the Notre Dame Fighting Irish to the college football playoff in 2020 with a breakout season and was a real engine for that team, not just in that 2020 season, but also in 2021, we know about the huge win against a top-ranked Clemson in South Bend that really put him on the map for a lot of folks that didn't know already. But obviously, you are a diehard college football fan, and you know plenty about Kyron. But I want to talk with him a little bit about how he ended up at Notre Dame, what it was like being that dude as a high school football player, and what he expects from the NFL after a not so great NFL draft combine, but I think he could be an outstanding tailback in the league. All right, let's go talk to Brees and then Kyron. I'm joined now by former Iowa State tailback and NFL draft hopeful Brees Hall. Brees, how you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good, sir. I want to start with this. Uh, you were one of my winners in the NFL scouting combine, and I believe you're going to go into the draft for me as RB1, and for the folks that don't know, Brees ran sub 4'4", 439, fastest among tailbacks, vertically leaped 40 inches, and really was one of the better tailbacks of the last two years, not just last year. I need to start with just what does it mean for you to know that you're not just a consensus All-American, but the first unanimous All-American in Iowa State football history? Um, It was just a testament to what me and my team were able to do. Um, you know, without them, I wouldn't have been able to do it. So it was, as much as it was an individual award, it was for them too. So it meant a lot to see it. But, um, you know, that was that was just one achievement. That wasn't the ultimate goal. So I knew I had a lot, a lot more to go. You had an outstanding 2020. Uh, obviously, you were pretty good up until that point, but then broke out in a meaningful way, getting into the Big 12 championship, helping 
Iowa State win its first major bowl in school history. But going into the Big 12 championship, I made a point of calling Northwest coach Steve Martin to ask about you and ask about your come up. And he was telling me one of the things that you changed about yourself is just how you were working in the weight room to draw the eyes of some guys that perhaps would not have recruited you otherwise, even after 2,000-yard rushing seasons. What yeah. turned up for you in the weight room? Um, Really, uh, just because I was seeing – I wasn't really a weight room guy. I just like to be out on the field, you know, just doing all the skill work and that type of stuff. But for me, it was just seeing that guys were getting bigger, stronger, and faster. And they were uh, – it was seeing that they were starting to get that physical edge on me. And I was like, well, I know if I do this, then I can be just as good if not better than all these other guys. So um, I really just started to attack the weight room. and. Um, you know, my body responded to it well, I guess. You know, I got I gained like 20 pounds uh straight muscle and just got bigger. My body started to transform and it, it worked out for the best. Yeah, I would say so, dog. I mean, we're talking about 1400 yards rushing, 1500 yards rushing, back to back seasons at Iowa State. And of course, that all American status I mentioned earlier, but I was just thinking about this when NCAA wrestling time, NCAA tournament time. And Iowa State has a pretty doggone good history when it comes to wrestling and it's All-American. So I got to ask, as an All-American, you think you can wrestle at Ohio, uh, Iowa State? No, nah, no. Nah, some of the dudes we have are different. So I, I, wouldn't even, <laughs> I wouldn't even put myself up against that. No, nah, look, uh, I find it fascinating to ask because you also come from Kansas, which is a tremendously good wrestling state. But you also have, man some outstanding men who play football in your family. Cousin is Roger Craig, one of the great NFL running backs. And I wonder, have you reached out to him at any time during your journey about what lays ahead for you in the NFL? Yeah, he's always there for me to uh, just to give me advice. Whenever I hit him up and ask him any questions, ask him, you know, what's everything going to be like, how he went about stuff. He's always quick to get back to me. Um, he texts me after games and just, uh, just the way he supports me is, Hey, I'm just going to go ahead and throw out there that you outgame your cousin Craig in your last two seasons, his best season at Nebraska, just over a thousand yards rushing. I wonder, does that ever come up when you talk? Nah, nah, because I still got a long way to go to reach, reach his height. So it's nothing. Nah, it don't come up at all. Nah, man, I, I expect nothing less from you. Uh, it's just a class act. Now, I also want to mention uh, your stepfather, Jeff Smith played running back at, well, Nebraska, which we'll talk about, but also at the Chiefs and the Bucks. How does a dude with Roger Craig and the family, stepfather played in Nebraska, end up going to Iowa State? I ask myself that every day. <laughs> so, you know, just being recruited, um, going to those schools in Nebraska, the Michigans, Oklahomas, uh, it was – you know, it was hard to it was hard to say no, but like even like I went up to Nebraska and they had my stepdad's uh, Orange Bowl team up there. All his old teammates were up there just seeing that. Sitting down with Coach Osborne and eating dinner with him and his family that was real cool. And going to Oklahoma and meeting Baker Mayfield and Hollywood Brown and being around all those guys and going to the Tennessees, the Ole Misses, the Wisconsin's, just getting getting out to all those campuses. It was real cool and everything, but. Um, for Iowa State, you know, they were my first offer. Um, they were the ones who took a chance on me. Um, they stayed consistent. They stayed loyal. And uh, the icing on the cake was that Campbell said if I came to Iowa State, he was going to make me the best running back in the country, and he did that. So, I mean, everything worked out for the best. 
It's one thing for a coach to tell you that during recruitment. When yeah. did you know you were going to be able to actually tote the rock for Iowa State running football team at any point in your career? Um, it was it was probably uh, in fall camp from my freshman year of fall camp. Um, I really started to come into my own. I got really was starting to get confident and comfortable with the offense. And um, a lot of the older guys that they were kind of pushing me around and smacking me up and stuff when I first got there, I was starting to lay those hits back on them. So then I realized I was like, all right, I can do this now. And, you know, midway through the season, I became a starting running back and just took over from there. One of the things that I have noticed about you, and I think many people would know, is you wear that number 28 jersey. I asked you once before, but I want to hear the story again. Why do you wear number 28? Um, it was it was real interesting because um, in high school I wore number one. So I wanted number one, but uh, one of our upperclassmen receivers, he had it. So I was kind of like searching. I'm like, all right, what number what am I going to get? And um, then it was like, oh, my stepdad wore number 28. So it was like, oh, that would be cool. And then, you know, me and Campbell had a phone call. And he was just asking me, he was like, do you want to wear it? And I was like, I was like, yeah. But at the time I didn't like, know the stigma like what it was going to be because Troy Davis wore it so I was like once people found that out it was like a whole big deal and everything so so I kind of just had to stay away from that and you know just really uh, just focus on myself and just focus on football well you ended up doing more than earning that number dog like that's one of the reasons I love this story so much is prior to you becoming a unanimous all-american perhaps the best tailback to come out of Iowa State is Troy Davis 2,000-yard rushing seasons, 95 and 96. Actually got to speak with his running backs coach at the time is a man named Kirby Wilson, who is the USFL's Pittsburgh Maulers head coach. Talked with him day two of the draft. And I said, hey, tell me about coaching Troy Davis. He says, hey, look, he was great. And I understand they had another nice little tailback come through there. And we got to talk about you and what you've been able to accomplish at Iowa State. I wonder what it means for you to know that the old heads are paying attention to you and it doesn't phase them to put you in the same, well, stratosphere as Troy Davis? Uh, It means the world just to know that those guys respect my game and that they're rooting for me, you know, just to have guys hit me up and, you know, congratulating me and um, come support me at the games and everything like that. It just, it means a lot. And um, it gives you confidence, you know, obviously, uh, you know, it makes you happy just to know that you have respect from older guys, from those OGs. So, yeah, that, that stuff meant the world to me while I was at Iowa State. I wonder, talking about the NFL draft, and you will be selected, did you have a favorite team in the NFL? No, I just had players growing up. I only like players. Tell, tell me, who, who are they? Um, NFL, you know, I, was, I wasn't even big into running backs so much. I was big into, like, receivers like Reggie Wayne and it's – Terrell Owens, Randy Moss, you know, um, then they got into the new school guys like Odell. I like Tyler Lockett. I liked a lot of guys. And then now when I, once I started getting into running backs, it was more in the high school. So I was watching Christian McCaffrey and Ezekiel Elliott and Saquon and um, Carlos Hyde and some of those guys. But I was never really, yeah, I was never really big on teams. It was just certain players I liked to watch. The reason I ask, right, is not just because of your stepfather and him running with Mike Rozier, Roger Craig, but because when I think about Wichita, Kansas, prior to what you had done at Iowa State, I always thought about Barry Sanders. I always thought about perhaps the greatest tailback of all time. 
I understand if you don't want to go there, but I wonder, what does it mean to you to know you are the best tailback to come out of Wichita since Barry Sanders? Um, it means a lot, you know, uh, just to even be mentioned with his name, like it's like it's second to none because he's one of the greatest backs, if not the greatest backs ever played. So uh, just once I started hearing those comparisons, it's like, I'm like, dang, I'm, I'm actually like that good, you know, but um, just to, for me, uh, just growing up in one, for me looking up to guys like him and then to have those type of, to have those young guys living up to me and for me to give them game and still go back to Wichita and go to those youth football practices and go to high school football practices and stuff and just to talk to those guys and be around those guys and let them know that they can do it, they can get out of Wichita. So it, it means a lot. So I've mentioned Barry Sanders. We've spoken a bit about Troy Davis, a Heisman finalist and a Heisman winner. Right. But you have managed to stay grounded through all of this. I wonder who in your family is most responsible for you being this level-headed about just what you've been able to accomplish at Iowa State and what you hope to accomplish in the NFL. Uh, my my mom and my stepdad and my old my older sister just uh, just then they always kept me level-headed, kept me grounded. You know. Uh, just taught me to be humble. And uh, for me, I felt like it was also just because of my, that's how my personality has always been. So I was young, I was real laid back and real chilled out. And I never really liked to do too much. I never got super excited or anything like that. I've always just been one of those chill guys. So um, it's, that's, yeah, that stems from when I was just a young, a young kid. A chill dude usually has pretty good vision back there and running the kind of offense y'all do where you pick your spots. I can see that coming through. My last question for you is one that is personal to me, right? Just this is for my own edification. If I were to try to ask another person who wants to play running back at the level you played, what advice would I give that person from you? Um, I would, for me, I would just tell, for me, it was always about doing more than what other people were willing to do. Um, that's how I earned my keep here. That's how I did it in high school. Um, just just always staying consistent, um, you know, whenever you don't want to do it and then you go do it, that's when you get the best results. Um, and at the end of the day, if you're doing more than what other people are willing to do, then those results are going to be better for you because you put in more work, you put in more effort, and you put in more time. So that's the biggest thing I'll say just – and also just to stay humble and stay faithful, you know, because um, there, because there's been plenty of times where I could have got a big head and I could have been saying this, that, and the third. But for me, I just – always stay true to stay true to myself and stay true to, you know, my, my values and everything like that. So those are definitely the things I would say to a young kid or a high schooler trying to get uh, to the point where I am. It does not shock me in the least that a player coached by Matt Campbell who went to Mount Union needs to outwork people even as he is a unanimous All-American. Brees Hall, thank you so much for the time and good luck in the upcoming NFL draft. Thank you. I appreciate it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I am thrilled to be joined by NFL Draft hopeful and former All-American at Notre Dame, a tailback that you know, that I know, Kyron Williams. How are you doing, sir? 
Good. You know, I'm glad to be here on the show with you guys, with you, and uh, ready to uh, answer any questions and get to it. Right on, bro. So I want to take it all the way back to high school right quick. And I'm going to give you some stats that you know about, but probably the people don't know about. So bear with me on this. You went for 354 total yards, including 289 on the ground in the Missouri 5A state championship game. And that's after a 2,000-yard rushing season, 700 yards receiving in that senior season. Hey, man, at what point in St. John's did you realize that you the dude wearing the cape, that you Batman? Yeah, uh, it was it wasn't early on. I kind of wish it was, but that's not how it worked out for me. It was um, wasn't until like my sophomore kind of junior year that I knew that I was, you know, that person that you say like the person that would wear the cape or you know that made all made the plays and you know which is the um, the leader on the team, so to speak. So that's kind of where it came to me later on. Um, but like once I kind of knew who I was and what I was able to do on the football field and you know lead my peers, it was it's kind of easy transition for me because it wasn't no big step. I, don't know, I didn't take a no big step or anything. You know, I was just stayed the same person who I was each and every day. And I kind of, you know, that kind of contributes to contributes to my success that I have today. It's just being the same person each and every day. And that started, like you said, before high school and, and even during high school when I started to get to do those big things. When did you start getting looks for schools like Notre Dame, big power five programs that compete for championships each and every year? Yeah, so it was um, after my – it was like my awesome, after my sophomore year, we had won the state championship my sophomore year. Uh, we were hot as a program, hot as a team. And as an individual, I started picking up my um, my production on and off the, or on, on the field, um, you know, just doing, being able to play running back, receiver, and play the defense as well. Like, I just – I never came off the field. So that's kind of when um, that production started coming and those, those looks and those coaches started to come in the weight room to see me work out. And then, you know, eventually those offers came as well. So I would say, like, my – Late sophomore year, early junior year, that's when it really started, you know, running off for me. When did you start to settle on Notre Dame as being the place where you knew that, one, you could play football, but also you could go there and pretty get a pretty darn good education? Yeah. And yeah, that's why, like, kind of my decision to go to Notre Dame was Notre Dame, you know, because if you talk about that educational aspect of it is, like, you couldn't beat it. It was the best of both worlds coming to Notre Dame, and it wasn't really into So I wanted to commit my – senior year before the season. So I would have that off my shoulders and just have to worry about, you know, just playing ball and not have to worry about taking any more visits or anything like that. So uh, I would say it was down to Michigan, Notre Dame, and Mizzou. And for those reasons that I said earlier, educational and just, you know, just being part of the program like Notre Dame, they're so worldwide. It was just a no-brainer for me, you know, just to join the program and to excel on and off the field. You enroll early, right? January 2019. Yeah. But one of the things that, really piqued my interest when you were really getting into your own in 2020s. Brian Kelly once said you were the one of the most versatile players that he's had to, uh, the privilege of coaching. And the way that he put that in perspective to us is by saying he had to choose between whether or not you'd be playing slot receiver or running back. Now, my question to you is, what did you think when he first gave you that? Yeah, I was kind of shocked, you know, because obviously I came in being a running back, and that's what my aspirations and my dreams were, you know, at Notre Dame was playing running back. But, you know, the plan is not always as smooth as you think it is going to be or as you think, as as, as you imagine it. Um, so there was a there was spectacle talk as if I if I couldn't do the running back, then I'd be just as good as a in the slot. Um, so I knew me as a person, as a player, that I could do both. You know, it didn't really matter to me. Um, I just know the wide receivers do a whole lot more running in practice than running backs do. 
<laughs> so that's really what it, that's really like if my main complaint would be that would be that but that's not even a complaint because you know it's just work at the end of the day but they kind of saw it said that and i kind of you know in a way i kind of took offense to it because you know like i told you like i said i'm i, I know what type of player and i can do both so why not be able to play both so you know i showed myself as a running back um well enough you know good enough in practice and in games to where i'm set running back but can also play slot receiver and everything so that's where that versatility that you know coach kelly he talks about and brings up same with coach reese as well 2020 goes well for you and we will talk a little bit more about that but i want to get to 2021 in one way you were a named a team captain first how did that feel and then second how do you decide team captains at notre dame yeah um so i'll tell you because it's for easier mm-hmm. we're going to tell you how the team so the teammates choose it we all go into a meeting room. There's a um, list of everybody that's on the team. And, you know, just everybody on the team chooses who the players are, chooses who the captains are. And then once that is chosen, the coaches um, weigh in on the decision. And then the um, athletic director and his staff also weigh in on the decision. So it kind of goes in like a three-rank kind of thing. Um, so once it goes through all that, that's when you finally name captain. And I was had the privilege and, you know, of just being able to be a captain of every name because, like you said, like my freshman year of 2019, I was registered. I didn't really play. My, I didn't play at all my freshman year. I played before the four games and I was done. Um, just so being in that position of being like on the back burner, on the bench, and like, dang, like where, where do I go next? You feel me? Like what, what's going to happen next? What what can I do to get to where I want to be? Because I knew what – like I said, I knew what type of player I was. I still know what type of player I am. So, like, I don't – I didn't belong right there. I knew that wasn't my spot. So, um, it, went, it was on to me holding myself accountable to go and put that work in to get to where I wanted to be. So, when I was named captain – it was a shock and you know, it was a blessing, but I knew I deserved it from the day I walked on campus because like I said, I knew the type of player I was. I, I knew when I got my chance, what I would do and what I could what I could bring to the team and, you know, being that leader. So, um, like I said, it was a blessing, but like it's kind of like a thing that I knew I deserved because of the work I put in to get to where I was at then. No, man, that is such a big deal. I mean, it's one thing for you to get the opportunity to play tailback and start at Notre Dame. It's quite mm-hmm. another for you to know that you achieve team captain because that speaks so highly of not just your team, but obviously of the administration and what they think of you. But this is also coming on the heels of a pretty outstanding 2020. You were ACC Rookie of the Year on a playoff team. Uh, That year, you scored more TDs than any other tailback since Autry Denson, which (laughs) is 1998, my goodness. And you had some outstanding games. I wonder which game did it come together for you where you started to achieve that level that you had sought for yourself as a freshman? Yeah, um, I would say the Duke was, the Duke game was a good start for me. Mm. Um, I was hot in training camp. I was hot in fall camp. I was making plays in fall camp, and I just wanted to be able to translate that into the field. Like I wanted to see if, if I could really do it. You feel me? Like I, I can go out there and do what I say I can do. And it was that first Duke game where it was just like. It's just football. Like, ain't nothing really different from, you know, high school, the practice, you know, the games. Like, at the end of the day, it's just football. And that's how I was seeing it. And that's how I was able to feel, you know, coming off that first game, you know, getting that first game off your shoulders, the first start ever, you know, just being a college player that you always wanted to be and like, be in that position. I just wanted to know if I was ready for it. And then when I went out there and did what I did best, you know, I just proved a whole lot of stuff, whole lot of, whole lot of um, confidence, you know, stuff into, like, into me. It's, I instilled that into me and not into anybody else. But, you know, I just really proved to myself that I could do this. And after that first game, it was just stacking after that. It was just stacking, doing what, like, just trying to double what I did. Because I remember telling myself, like, after that Duke game, 
I wanted to make sure that it wasn't a fluke because everybody gets what everybody was saying, like, oh, okay, you know, beginner luck, all of this stuff. So I was like, bet I wanted to prove to prove to everybody, prove to I already knew it wasn't a fluke, but I proved to everybody else that they, this is no gimmick. Like, this is who I am. This is what I do. And this is why I play football and why I love it and why I'm so successful. And you know, I've been so successful at it. So it was after that first game and then going into the season, like Clemson, those big games like that, UNC, like those were just the games, you know, you just added confidence, added, you know, those boosts to who I am as a player. Well, hey, man, it wasn't no fluke. Like I was watching <laughs> it every step of the way. I'd also point out you went for 185 on 20, well, on 19, not 23, against Florida State. And then, yeah. of course, there's that big game against Clemson in South Bend. I was calling national radio that night when it goes into double overtime, so I'm very much mm -hmm. locked in. I wonder, how did it feel for you to have such a role in rolling up Clemson yeah. on your way to a college football playoff appearance? It's like a dream come true. Like, you know, you have these – imagine those high school games of, you know, Wayne State did that, and then you go to these, the next league, the next big level, which is college football, you know, and play the number one team in the nation under the lights at home. Like, there's nothing better you could ask for that. So – um, I know as a team and as a as an individual as myself, like we were so locked in on a different level that like you you could have told us we were gonna win the game, we would have told you yeah, but like it wouldn't have been like you feel me, it wouldn't have been like no hesitant yeah, like we would have was one hundred percent confident in what we did and we knew that we had a game plan to stick to because um, after that first big run, the only thing that can go in my mind is they're gonna punch right back, they're coming right back to get us, like they're trying to. Do the same thing that we just did to them. So we got to stay on ten, like stay on, stay on tip, because we don't know what could change. You know, the momentum of the game. That game was so up and down. Like there was so many turnovers, so many, you know, big plays, and just there was so much happening in that game where you had to stay, you know, even keel. And that's when I found like the who I most of me most about me in that game is like being able to fight through the trenches. Like they were calling me in third and one. I'm trying to go run somebody over, go get a first down, go get a touchdown. Like, it, at that point, it didn't matter. Nothing else mattered besides getting that like, the first down on the touchdown. And so that that's what was, you know, so exciting to me is because, like, you had to enter to another mental mental capacity space that, you know, to even be able to step foot on that field during that game. So um, it proved to us as a team, and like I said, as an individual, like, we can tap into a whole other level and, you know, just play with anybody in the world. Oh, man, and I saw that. Right. And that was yeah. one of the coolest parts of that experience for me in 2020, which is wild for everybody, as you very well know. You named All American by the Sporting News uh, in 2021. You became the first Irish tailback since Darius Walker to post back to back thousand yard rushing seasons. All that to say, following your junior year, you decide you want to enter the NFL draft. How did you come to that decision? Um, it was a hard decision to come to, really. Like, you know, just being able, like, knowing that you still have more left in college football and not taking it, it was kind of like the person I am, it was kind of hard to do that because, you know, I want to make the most of everything. I want to prove no matter who thinks anything, I want to prove them wrong. So, like, if that's in college football, that's, you know, at this level now, like, I'm all for it. So, at that time, it was just like, can people, can he really do it? Can he really go, can he be in the NFL? Can he do that? So, when it come, when it came down to my decision and, what I had to do, I had to think what's best for me, my family, and what, you know, what's supposed to be, like, what's next, you feel me? Like, so as you said, after that 2,000-yard back, back season, I'm only a junior. I'm 21 years old. I have no major injuries. It's like, go, go, go get what's next for you. Like, what's left in college football? Like, you did a lot of it. You did the most of it. You're hot, right? You're already hot coming off the uh, back-to-back seasons, you know, just 
keeping the less amount of reps in my body and being able to go live out the dream that I've always dreamt about and being in the NFL, like it was kind of, it was a no brainer for me in a way, because like at the end of the day, I had to do what's best for me. And at the end of the day, I felt like, I felt as if this was best for me. And I still do like, um, I love them boys 100, like a hundred percent of Notre Dame, but I just, you know, like I said, it comes down to doing what was best for me at the end of the day. Well, I got to say, man, uh, you decided to make this decision when it feels like Notre Dame going to be pretty good in 2022. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I yeah. say that to say when Coach Freeman was named the guy to succeed Brian Kelly as a head coach at Notre Dame, I know personally I was over the moon. I had been a big fan of Coach Freeman going back to his days at Cincinnati. What do the Fighting Irish have in Coach Freeman at Notre Dame? Well, I think they got a coach that cares for him and loves for him at the end of the day, not just football, but just as, you know, people. Like, that's, I think that's the biggest thing about what misconceptions about college football. I'm not sure about the NFL yet because I'm not there, but at the end of the day, we're still like athletes or not. We're at the end of the day, we're still people. Like we're still human beings that do the same thing that, you know, that, that regular students do at college. So I feel like it's good to have a coach that can relate to you and, you know, be there for you whenever it's time. So, you know, that's not on, that has to do with football, you know, just be there for you when it's time that you need, you need help or you need someone to talk to, you know, I feel like Coach Freeman, he does that, he does that well. Like he doesn't address, unless when I was there, he didn't address himself as like a head man or a head figure or whatever. He was, you know, he had a relationship with every player. And so it was not, it wasn't uncomfortable to go up to him and, you know, ask him a question or, you know, um, ask if he could, you know, look over this um, drill that we did. And so they, you know, to see what, you know, what we did wrong or whatever. So it wasn't, it's not weird doing that with Coach Freeman. So that's what kind of what I feel like he brings to the, to Notre Dame is these players that are comfortable with him. They're not afraid to go talk to him or ask him questions and stuff like that. So I think it's in a, he's going in the right direction for Notre Dame and I'm excited to see what they, what they got in store. I know. Uh, it's a lot going on there. Of course, offense coordinator Tommy Reese retained. And of course, uh, Drew Pine and Tyler Buckner are going to be, fighting for that starting quarterback job. Yeah. But one one of those dudes is going to have to take snaps from behind center when Notre Dame opens up against Freeman's alma mater, Ohio State. Mm. So I'm going to ask you this way. What should Ohio State fans be worried about with Notre Dame coming into the shoe? The Notre Dame, Notre Dame football team as a whole. Like, just be worried about what them boys got in store because I know it's a different type of mindset that they're going through right now. It's more of a competitive mindset that they're going to go, you know, go to war, go to fight no matter what it is. So I feel like no matter who the quarterback is, no matter who the running back is, no matter who anybody is on that field, like every single player is going to be fitted in and like fitted to go. Like it's not going to be any if ands, or buts about it. Like them boys are going to go to play. And like at the end of the day, you're going to see what the results are. But that, I just know the way that Coach Freeman and I just know, know them boys there at Notre Dame, it's just like there is no quitting them. They don't, they don't matter who they play. They play Ohio State the first game, like they, they're going to see them like the faces opponent they see the next week. So I know they're going to give them, give them their all and, you know, just go out there and be the best that they can be. Right on. That is Kyron Williams, a former All-American tailback at Notre Dame. And I wish you the best of luck April 28th when the NFL yes, draft begins. Thank you so much, Kyron. Appreciate you.